This season is brought to you by our great friends at Bloomerang. At Bloomerang, their vision is to empower fundraisers to do what they love and build a world inspired by giving, which all starts with their mission and commitment to fundraisers, making fundraising easier, fostering authentic donor relationships, and creating thriving nonprofits. This episode is brought to you by MSP Cultivate. New challenges arrive on your desk every day. New trends in communications are popping up faster than you can follow them, and technology affects everything you do. Our friends at MSP Cultivate help you find the right strategy and execution to help you accomplish your most fundamental goal, engaging and connecting with your donors. To learn more, visit mspcultivate.com. From We Are For Good Studios, this is Fundraising is Funny. I'm Lynn Wester. And I'm Clay Buck. Every week, you can join us to share laughs and shocking case studies as we unpack the most ridiculous situations that happen within our sector. Because sometimes we just have to laugh at ourselves in order to learn. Laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. <laughs> this is the podcast, and we're your people. We've got you, friends. We've got snacks, too. Because here's the thing. We believe in the power of generosity to change the world. And something tells us you do, too. At the root of each of these stories is a serious ethical question, a system or a structure or a person that allowed it to happen, or an outdated practice that is just ready for disruption. Now, don't worry. All the names here have been changed to protect the innocent. But the stories we share are 100% real life in the world of nonprofit fundraising. Because, come on. Fundraising is funny. Okay, let's go. What am I thinking about today that's funny in fundraising? Hmm. Hmm. Could it be hmm, Hmm. events related? Possibly. Events are hilarious. (laughs) No, I'm thinking more about communications. Oh, that's funny in itself. And communications is this big term. Have you ever met a communicator that can't communicate? Oh, so many many times. (laughs) Don't go anyway. Um, case statements. Oh, case statements are funny. Do you carry them around in a little silver briefcase, like attached to your wrist with a handcuff, like the the codes or something? I just like the word attaché. Oh, an attaché. Attaché, like an attaché case. It's a it's a fun word. Anyway. Words are fun. Words are funny. Attaché is a funny word. No, I'm thinking about case statement and communications and how we use them and how they get developed. Right. So Mm. do you have time for a story? I love your stories. (laughs) Do you have time for a story? Hi, come to a podcast about stories. And then do you have time for a story? Well, I mean, maybe I'm not in the mood. Yeah. Fair. Then it's going to be a shorter <laughs> podcast. Thanks, folks. Right. Thanks for tuning in. Yep, that was great. All right. No, no. I want to hear your story. So, Casey. Now, I'm. I got into fundraising because I, I can what write. Right. I oh. mean, my very first job as a fundraiser was writing grants. I am still working on the Hooked on Phonics series. So, tell me more. Um. You know. So, like, I, th- I thought, oh, this is you know, great career. I can, you know, and. Yeah. Anyway, that was. I too started as a grant writer. Thirty some years ago. And then I heard the word triplicate. <laughs> Do you remember grants and carbon copies and? Well, I did federal once, and I'll never do that again. Oh, so fundraising oh, not funny. Fundraising not, not funny. funny. I have done many federal grants, state pass through grants. 
Yeah. That's a, that's a whole other. That's, we should have a whole episode. We should have a whole like discussion. On application and, how funny and they word are. count. I think we could do a whole 30 minutes just on, yeah, word counts. Exactly. Oh, God. Describe your programs in 10 words or less. Oh, it'd be good. Anyway. Case statements. We so, need money. Now, when I say case statement, right. what I'm talking about is sort of the master document that describes the case for support. Why? So why? We're, why we're doing what we do? Why now? How we do it? Why now? Why us? Why us? You know, there's like oh, in the United States alone, over two million nonprofits. Right. So, what differentiates us? Right. It ain't your mission statement, baby. <laughs> Are we going to do an episode on mission vision statements? Okay. Yeah, I thought we would. All right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so case statements. And uh, some organizations uh, use them, you know, for a particular campaign or a particular appeal, right? Others use a case statement as to describe the whole organization, right? Well, in higher ed and healthcare, big, yeah. big, big organizations, you know, campaign case statements. Right, campaign the jam. case statements. They pay people hundreds. Oh, yeah. Of thousands oh, yeah. And of they dollars. are... Huge documents, and especially for large institutions. They used to be. And we used to print them. And then at the end of the campaign, it was like we would burn them in effigy because there'd be 3,000 of them still left over of these 30-page booklets. I am convinced that in my career spanning the continental United States that I have left, and there still are boxes of old case statements littered throughout the and country in storage rooms that nobody kills me. remembers. Kills me. Like yeah. it, I feel bad for the trees. I also feel bad for the people who wrote the case statements. And well, that'd be me. I also feel bad because at a university, especially like a dean will leave and then they have to throw out the whole box. Yep, 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 yep. yep. So you kind of need to like, never mind. Well, so tell me. My answer to that is like create evergreen statements that you can. Story, story, I need your story. Yes. So um, I love writing case statements. Uh, I, I. I think they are an incredibly valuable exercise, not just for the campaign itself, but for the organization to go through, right, and really nail down what is, and there was some, oh, sometimes they're painful and you dig into it. And yeah. so there was, there was one that I, I've heard of this story, um, and they spent a good amount of time writing their overall organizational case statement, oh. really nailing down their why, really describing their programs in a fundraising way, oh, right? like we need money for this. Right, right, right. And they were, this organization in particular was about to embark on a, on uh, investing in some major gift strategies and increasing levels of donors. Strategery. So they, yeah, right. So wrote, I mean, this thing, I mean, interviewed, again, this is third hand. So interviewed program uh, delivery people, um, interviewed beneficiaries. I mean, this was gorgeous. It was gorgeous and it was really written and developed into uh, a very fundraising focused emotional all that you statement. language yeah exactly and, and those hope and inspiration hope words and inspiration and, and yeah. feelings and beautiful pictures of mm. you know the people that they serve and the Ooh, people and, and, yeah, not you know, buildings not just buildings right um, and told stories of the outcomes that they've had and the outcomes they need to have because the problem was so big. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous um, case statement. Um, and so this organization also uh, received a grant, going back to grants, oh. and as part of the grant, they were gifted oh. through this organization a partnership with a public relations firm. Oh, bless. A very good public relations firm. So a the, PR firm, a not PR a firm. fundraising. No, 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 PR. Okay. Public relations, right. I 
we very here. reputable, very good at what they do. Okay. I love my colleagues in public relations. They do brilliant work. It's not something I know how to do well or uh, can do, right? Very specific skill set. And as part of this grant, it was kind of this packaged thing through a large national grant. Um, and as part of this, the PR firm, <clears throat> as part of their work with their gift of work to this nonprofit, um, for them as part of this award, it would work with them on a um, prospectus. A pers prospectus. You mean a fancy word for a case for support? Um, pretty much. Oh, but we already had that. Did they read it? Well, hooked on phonics. They rewrote it. Well, they didn't actually, because we're going to work with this, and this is you know a relatively large, um, over a million dollar budget organization. Okay. So not small by any by any stretch of the imagination. But this PR firm comes in and says, essentially. Ooh, we're going to redo everything for you because we're a PR firm and we know how to tell you how to do this, right? Didn't even look at any previous materials. Didn't even look because we're going to toss it all out, despite the fact that we had just done it. But wait. Yes. How many gifts has that firm ever gotten? Oh, they've worked with, as part of this grant, they've worked with hundreds of nonprofits across the country and they've seen tremendous results. Tremendous. Tremendous results. Mm -hmm. So they came in and they rewrote it. And it's now 26 pages. I'm sorry, what? 26 pages, double-spaced, glossy. Is it, is it sans? No, it's not double-spaced. I'm sorry, single-spaced. Is it sans-serif? It is sans-serif. People really love a sans-serif It is sans-serif in days. print, despite the fact that our eyes view yep. serif in print better, but whatever. Um, wow. And um, so chock-full of program language. I don't understand. So the point here is... Not motivational, not fundraising, not emotional, not... Not, hey, Lynn. Yes. Did you know that you could change the life of a college student in this community? I did not know You're that. Right. No, not that. No. It's, you know, three pages on this one particular program that, yes. you know, yeah. So, now... Oh, sorry. But here's the thing, Right. Here's the thing, because there's a whole lot of questions that this brings up for me. It, number one, what I am curious about is how many of us in this, because I can, I guarantee you there are people listening right now that are banging their heads on the desk or the steering wheel going, oh my gosh, I thought it was just me, right? Because have you've lived this, haven't you? When <laughs> a development committee steps in and rewrites, you know. My favorite is when I've been paid as a consultant to write something, uh -huh. and then somebody who's not a subject matter expert mm. in that area, then rewrites what they paid. I mean, it's soulless and it hurts and it gives me the ouchies. I don't like this word. Okay. Well, you're a physician. Yes. I don't tell you how to operate on a heart. You know, I don't like oh, that suture it's fundraising. style. Anybody can do that. Right. See, this is the thing, right? Exactly. So I once watched an episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yes. So I do know the pneumothorax and the 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 thoracotomy. Isn't that a Doctor Zeus book? Uh, no, that's the, the Lorax. Um, all right, the the thoracotomy and all that stuff. But I was watching an episode of Grey's Anatomy, uh -huh. and uh, a revered surgeon came in. And they went to operate on him, and he said, no, use this kind of thread to sew me up. Uh -huh. But the doctor who was in training really wanted to use a certain kind of thread. Uh -huh. But the old wise surgeon was like, no, you have to use this on me. Uh -huh. Well, they used it, 
And come to find out he was allergic to it, and the young doctor was right all along. Okay. And they had to go back in and re-sew everything and do the googly noises that they do in surgery. So I'm going to leave that there while we get a snack. This makes me tired. Nothing so like talking about insides of the body during surgery mm. and a snack. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Clay. Guess what time it is? Uh, snack time? It's, you know, it's always snack time. It's recognition time, and it's time for us to share some recognition for our good, good friends at Bloomerang. That's Bloomerang, not Boomerang, because, ow. <laughs> we love these folks, and they love us, and it's just a mutual love society, and Bloomerang offers donor management and online fundraising software uh, it really helps small to medium nonprofits like First Tee of Greater Akron, which is um, a, an amazing nonprofit that empowers kids and teens through the game of golf. Speaking of golf, their executive director, Josh, talks about how much he loves Bloomerang and how it saves them time and has really helped them change the way they fundraise. So to listen to the full interview with First Tee of Greater Akron, Visit bloomerang.com forward slash funny, or you can just click the link in the show notes and help us join the Mutual Admiration Society for the platform that is Bloomerang. Lynn. We're back. How was your snack? Delicious. Did you, did you, did you go for the red vines? I, I had those little strawberry candies with the juice inside. <laughs> Because it felt like that was what I don't know. Anyway, all this to say, so we're here and we have non-fundraising professionals telling us how to do our fundraising work. Now, in this case, in this case, right, this is a hired external firm that does have expertise in a particular area versus, and I'm sure we've all had it. uh, Oh, I don't know. I had, oh, goodness. I forgot about this until just now. I worked at one organization years ago, years and years and years ago, Mm -hmm. where the executive director... Um, didn't trust uh, her own judgment on oh, language. It. So she would go home and share any written materials that she had to approve with her husband, who was a grammar teacher, a professor. And he would like grade the stuff and bring it back and she'd go make these edits. And you're like, Did he diagram her sentence? <laughs> probably. I feel like that's what they probably right? do for fun at night. You know, and I'm sitting Honey, there going, Where's the predicate? Right, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> no, this is a sentence fragment for a reason. Mm. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, so PR firm, right? I mean, they have certain expertise, et cetera. They get. Mm-hmm. But the emotion right. I'm looking for. The emotion is what we're looking for. The goosebumps, for. the chicken skin. Come on. And I think the reason I bring this up, and because it is funny, because number one, I am willing to bet, as I said, we have a number of our colleagues out there right now that are going, oh, I've lived this, I get this, right? I just, I mainly, I want to encourage our friends and colleagues in the space to go, no, you're the expert, right? What? Who, me? Right, exactly. But I get paid 10 pence and some leftover cheese from an event. Hummus. Hummus. How can I be an expert? <laughs> right? Right. Based on my compensation, I'm saying that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but how can we encourage our colleagues well, that when we know our stuff, right, yeah. especially when it comes to communications, Yeah. Well, how do we? Fundraising is 90% emotional, 10% rational. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we have to be really careful about allowing people to institutionalize our communications. That's right. Allowing them to strip out all the good stuff. Yep. Um, and I think the other thing, 
I would say this is also a lesson in sheer internal communication. So if my team had worked so hard mm-hmm. on coming up with this case statement, if my team had done all this work previously, why are we applying for a grant to redo it? Well, okay, so let me be clear. It's a good point. It's a very good point that it was included in the grant with other things. So there was a whole lot of other stuff plus some money that came in with the grant, and it just included that PR component. Did we have to do it? Like, I guess so, because it's part of the grant. Well, see, see, so you make a very good... I'd be talking to some people about that before I did it. You make a very, very good distinction here because, right somebody thought, hey, this grant is a really great idea. And that's the question. This whole thing, just because it's got a dollar amount attached to it, do we need, do we need all of these other things that come with it? Or are we just focused on, we're going to get those dollars and those other things will take care of themselves. And it's funny because, um, you know, our our podcast is called Fundraising is Funny. So we have to say it's funny because. (laughs) At least once a minute. At least. um, It's funny because we often don't trust our gut. Right. Right. And our gut's usually right about some of these things. And we second guess ourselves. And, you know, I understand it's hard, but I think we also need to find um, a little bit of gumption. I agree. And I, I haven't seen anybody recently, like, I don't know, in the last week or so, get fired for saying, hey, can we discuss this? I haven't seen that this week. I mean, not quite sure about weeks previous, <laughs> but. You know, we have to overcome some of our fear. We live in a very fearful way sometimes at nonprofits. It's why we don't make progress the way for-profits do. Well, yeah. So a, c- a couple of years ago, um, and I, we can find this information, and I'm sure we can link to it uh, sure. somewhere. Fundraisingisfunny.com. Fundraisingisfunny.com. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, AFP, Association of Fundraising Professionals, did um, some intense study on fundraising as a profession. Mm-hmm. And the academics that study professions, Ooh. Uh, you know, enga- helped AFP engaged in this study and essentially said fundraising is a teenaged profession. So we haven't hit the level of maturity that others have. And I think sometimes we get kind of second city syndrome. Right. We're totally 20-year-olds driving around our mom's car (laughs) right now. And I've heard the stories of you driving around your family's car. And that's a whole other. No comment about the grocery getter. (laughs) There's nothing that says sexy like a Ford Escort station wagon. But I think you're exactly right. Right. Get some gumption, et cetera. The other thing, you know where I go to, is true cost accounting. What? How, that sounds fancy. I know, doesn't it? How much staff time was spent oh. writing the first case statement? Right. And then how much did that staff time have to redo for the quote-unquote prospectus? I know where. Because yeah. they interviewed all the staff, et cetera. So somebody somewhere was looking at that grant going, ooh, big dollars. Exactly. But not just in expenses paid, but in opportunity yeah. cost and staff time. And, and you did all yep. that and you didn't video them either. And it's 2023 and we won't talk about yeah, why no, we exactly. can't do video or what's wrong with us about video. But all that to say too, you know, we had already done those interviews. So why didn't we use the collateral we had from the previous round of interviews? You know, either way, I don't want to throw stones. It's not no, about no, throwing stones no. at the organization. It's about our profession and thinking through what, what are the funny tales that can teach us lessons? So, Clay, I'm going to, you know, we always at the end of this do two things. Number one, something that people can share. So we're going we're gonna to talk to you about that in just a second. But, Clay, what's the punchline here? What is the funny, not so funny point 
of this episode of our podcast series surrounding case attache statements. Attache I'll have to tell y'all sometime about the time I got fancy with my name and it immediately got rejected by my mother, but that's a whole other story for another day. It's but cute accent on the Yeah, no there. comment. Okay. Um, we're not going there because I'm going to need yeah. time. But um, so what is the punchline, Clay? Um, to me, it is know your stuff. If you know you're a good writer, if you have studied, you have failed, you have tested, right? You have followed the good advice. You, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage you to know your stuff and stand your ground. Have some gumption. Right? Yeah. And also, don't ever forget that emotion rules the day when it comes to fundraising and that when people are trying to tell you, well, we need to put in this jargony jargon or talk about transformational, blah, blah, blah. It's really about telling a story. Mm -hmm. One donor, one beneficiary at Mm -hmm. a time. And if we can do that in an ethical way, if we can do that in a way that helps move our mission forward, then the case statement will, will be very successful. I think the punchline I also would add to this is I've never ever had one single document be the only reason why a donor gave a six, seven, eight figure gift or not gave a six, seven, eight figure gift. So a lot of the times we put importance on documents like that. And it's just one, remember we're building a relationship, right? So it's just one thing. And and a well-written case is very important, but at the same time, it is not the end all be all of donor communications with that one donor. That's exactly right. So we always do a shout out to our audience. We want you to be involved. And so um, we want to ask you to share stories of when you've had your work overworked. Maybe it's by a fundraising expert. Maybe it's by a board member. Um, You know, what is it? You know, what, what have you had where you're like, yeah, I feel really good about this. And then... Somebody came in the side door and you were like, wait, what just happened here? <laughs> right. What? 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 That huh? Who are you? First of all, you took my parking spot. <laughs> and as a consultant, well, it's the worst because you always are taking somebody's parking spot in the morning and you know it. That's why I get dropped off by Uber that way. My rental car isn't in Becky's parking spot, you know. Mm. But man, you took my parking spot and now you're messing with my job. So... Yeah. Let's hear those funny stories, those frustrating stories, those times when you know that appeal or that case or whatever would have been great if they could have just left it alone. Vent to us at fundraisingisfunny.com. And and my favorite ones are always, and we'll probably cover this in another podcast, is when our board members Mm. think they are professional fundraisers Mm -hmm. and Mm. are like, I had a thought. I'm like, hold that thought. Oh, um, just hold it. I know how to answer that one, but we'll save that for a board time. member yeah. podcast, maybe. Well, it's been great to hear that story, Clay. Thanks for sharing. But of course, I'm hoping all of you can get something out of today's episode, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>